0: Welcome back to the Hammer and Quill Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 2, How to Do Theology. Today we're going to be talking about uh, theological method, how to to think theologically as we engage the world. This season, our hope is to present a compelling theological vision for how our listeners, how we uh, as individual Christians uh, and local churches can engage culture in the West and this kind of declining uh, post-Christian West that we're living in. And we hope we hope that we, are, we offer this season a vision that integrates a few things, right? Here's, here's some of the things I mentioned in the first episode that I'm really passionate about. And so therefore we, right, we're, we are passionate That's about right. this. You know, uh, we want to integrate the building of alternative communities in local churches that embody the good, true and beautiful. In other words, we want, as we think about engaging culture, one of the really important things we do is think about our own culture and how our internal culture within local churches uh, can demonstrate the good, true, and beautiful, can be attractive so that even as we're speaking things that may be um, uh, correcting the culture or rebuking the culture around us, we're offering a vision of what it looks like to have the good life Mm -hmm. and flourishing in community. Second, a humble vision for large scale cultural change. What I mean by that is, we want our vision to be humbled uh, that we're going to change the culture by, you know, getting the right Supreme Court justice in or something like that, while retaining the possibility of positive change within smaller spheres of influence. That is, we live out our vocations. We'll get into that some, Mm. Uh, that we might, we maybe can't change the West or America. But maybe, just maybe, we can change our local pool or local school system. All right. Uh, Or, you know, the place in which you work or your family or different things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, we want to integrate the importance of missionary encounters, both as individuals and local churches with the surrounding culture and our neighbors as we uh, inhabit the culture with them. And then finally, uh, we're going to talk about, and this was, you guys were so excited about this in the first episode counter catechesis. Yeah. Yeah. I felt liturgies after you taught it to mm, us. Yeah, so we're going to try to I've
1: used it like 6 times. You're left. like this
0: is our counter catechesis today. <laughs> children. Uh, children, <laughs> counter catechesis and counter liturgies for the renewal of our social imaginaries, imaginaries borrowing from Charles Taylor. So, before we get into you know really we want to approach all of these things theologically. So that's why yep. we're doing this episode on how to think Theologically, or how to do theology. But before we get into that, how was Thanksgiving? We're recording now a few days after Thanksgiving. And so I'm joined, as always, here in the Bonhoeffer House headquarters with my esteemed co hosts. That's right, Michael and Holly. That's us. How was Thanksgiving for you guys? You wanna go, Holly?
1: Yeah, Thanksgiving was good. It was a little bit of a bummer. Our family got sick, so they weren't able to come into town, which mm. downsized quite a bit. And I had for sure already prepped. I'm I am incredibly Type A when it comes to planning for holidays. Really, just from I, just then. Don't look at me like uh, that. it's fine. <laughs> we're, we're just paying
0: attention to a what only, you're saying. Only in the holidays. Look guys. away from it's me. Not, <laughs> it's
1: not all the time that I'm Type A. Mm. I'm a little Type A all the time, but. I like really plan out my, my November and December with Mm. my menus and my grocery lists and everything. So anyway, all of that to say, we had a lot of leftovers, which was a good thing. They get, they get a little bit old pretty quickly, but, um, so yeah, we missed, missed out on family, but Thanksgiving was good. Lots of good family time. We got a new couch. Wow. We did a little reno in our living room and that sounds, that sounds silly, but it, you knocked a little everything. wall down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You expanded three or four it feet. We added probably like six comfortable seating spots to our living room. That's mm. great. Which is great. We host our small group and love hosting people. And it just has made our house feel really, really wonderful, especially mm. as the holidays come. Mm. What about you, Michael?
2: Yeah, it was good. We went to Virginia Beach, which is where my family is. And we uh, stopped in Fishersville to see Emily's family that's uh about the about the midway point in our drive to Virginia Beach so that was really great so we got to see both uh my my family and Emily's family for Thanksgiving but we we did actual Thanksgiving meal at at my family's in Virginia Beach and it was really great Emily planned the menu and so she's such a good cook it was it was it was was, everything was so can we shout
0: out her business here if you're local yeah time and table Time, y, T Y T T. Thyme. Thyme and fable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> T-
0: Which, H- speaking y- of M-E. real quick,
1: going back, spheres. How do you say spheres? Spheres? Jeff? Okay. I thought you said spears. Spears. Our spears
2: our Spears of influence. I like like to carry my
1: spears
0: of influence. I've been
1: a little bit distracted ever since you said that about three minutes
0: ago. (laughs) I like to bring my spears of influence to destroy my enemies and my spears of influence. Listen back, everyone. It's a cultural war out there. Mm. (laughs) Arm yourselves. Anyway,
1: Simon Fable, let's talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> really truly
2: yeah. emily we'll post a link in the show notes. yes emily emily Let is cook a fantastic fantastic cook and uh she has a, a local business to blacksburg and, and christiansburg um called time and table so yeah she she made uh the menu and made the majority of the food and, and it was so good she um oh she brined our turkey in wow.
0: buttermilk
1: oh my goodness
0: that's interesting. It we was... brined our turkey, but not in buttermilk. In what? Just um, spice water, like a apple cider <laughs> spice water <laughs> okay. with yeah. like fresh rosemary from our garden. Yeah, yep. But not buttermilk. Oh, it was oh, so good. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. I think the Bible says not to cook something in its own milk. Was it turkey? <laughs> 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 oh,
2: oh man! It was not. <laughs>
0: but I think I think you're I think you're safe.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think we may, I think we're good. So, <laughs> the Lord is
0: not displeased. Not no with that brine. No, nope,
2: nope.
1: Jesse, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> uh, well,
0: I hurt my back again. Oh, how?
1: How did it happen this time, Jesse? Well,
0: the first time I hurt my back last winter, I was making my bed. <laughs> so this time wasn't quite that embarrassing. Embarrassing. Good. I was on, <laughs> on a row machine. Okay. Okay. okay.
2: Um, that. Makes sense. Yeah, it
0: just reaggravated the same thing. It was it was really a, a pretty big downer. I was walking around my house on Thanksgiving with a walker, wow. shuffling Gosh. around.
2: Did you
1: put tennis balls on uh, the bottom? I of I your didn't walk? put them
0: on the bottom, but they were already <laughs> no on way. the bottom. Of course, you don't want to you don't want to mark up your floors. <laughs> Did you feel like the guy from Up? Oh, uh, at one point we had family in town, Jenny's family, and um, oh, uh, it was either her. Her brother or sister-in-law. One of the songs they know on the piano is the theme song from Up. <laughs> uh-huh. And I, I t- you know, I'm choosing to believe they weren't playing it right because of me. No. But I was hobbling around the house, and then it was started playing. <laughs> 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 Felt oh. deeply discouraging. But oh, I'm back. Man. You're back. I'm back. I mean, it, I'm in pain, but yeah. uh, but yeah. you've been. But I've been During rehabbing. I've been <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I haven't been bouncing back quite as quick as I hoped, and it may be because I haven't had a single monster. Oh, rehab. that's definitely why. Yeah, I have to grab one this afternoon. I'll you are you,
1: Will you take your walker into Kroger, or is the walker? I'm done
0: with the walker okay. now, Holly. Okay. Hopefully for good, but I've already given it back to the person I borrowed it from. Um,
1: How old? Is the person that you borrowed the walker from? She's in her 70s. Okay. <laughs> just was <just> curious.
0: Anyway, <laughs> I, I didn't take it. Like, she's not still using it. She was recovering from her Thank own you injury. She was like, it Give me that. From Yaya. You didn't have to ask that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just was curious if it, like, I have never had to use a walker, but I am ten years younger than you, so I just didn't know what age Enjoy it. All Enjoy of it. your peers uh, do all of them use a walker? I, no, no, I don't it's know. Just you.
0: It's it's just me. Okay. It's anyway, so Sorry. that's that's our that's what we did for Thanksgiving is I, I laid in bed a lot and shuffled around the house with a walker. You took nice pictures. Yeah. Well yeah so Jenny's brother is a professional ad advertising person, project manager marketing. marketing. He does photography, videography, oversees uh, major campaigns for big companies, and uh, we asked him to take some family photos. So I hobbled outside, and um, there, you know, about half the pictures, you can see that my smile is actually grimace. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know He was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He was like, hey, I know you're in pain, but you're going to have to turn that frown upside down. <laughs> I am well, smiling.
1: We got family pictures done last week as well. Um, Caitlin Phipps Photography, another shout out. But uh, we tried it two weeks ago when it was very, very cold outside. Mm. And and Caitlin was so good at what she does. And she was like, I will get one picture of everyone smiling. She got zero pictures of everyone smiling. One mm. one of my children, or Morgan, was crying. Morgan wasn't mm. crying. <laughs> but he said so many times, can we please quit? Can we please quit? We, we did well the second time. But we did get our Christmas card pictures. And... Mm. Um it, it is very exciting. I, I picked the one that I look the best in and I don't everything, everyone do. else yeah. is grimacing, but I'm the one who does all the Christmas card prep. That's a that's a mm. Christmas tradition. Mm. So I have to be smiling normal mm. in it. Sorry, family.
0: Well, <laughs> the important thing is that we look good. Yes. <laughs> Whoever yes. is doing the Christmas cards or the uh the exactly. family pictures, that's the really important thing. <laughs> you know, um, so, my Thanksgiving was rough, but I'm on my feet now, and I'm excited, not just about being on my feet, not just about looking forward to Christmas where I could not be on a walker and listen to sad up soundtrack music on my piano, but because we are we are uh, we we are kicking off really today with this podcast. Yeah. We are kicking off our end of the year matching gift campaign for the Bonhoeffer House. And I'm really excited. Yeah, let's go. I'm excited. (laughs) We're hoping to raise between sixty and one hundred thousand dollars. This is this is one of the primary ways that we receive our funding, uh, so that we can have a staff team. Mm -hmm. You know, the things that I'm excited about is we've got a great staff team. Mm -hmm. Used to be I was alone, and I was only part time, and I was just kind of wandering around, (laughs) hoping for the best.
2: And then it and then it was you and me
0: wandering around. Pay me? (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's right. I wasn't alone. I had an unpaid staff. (laughs) But but now we've got a great staff team. Look at us.
3: Look at us. Look at
0: us. And so I'm really excited about our staff and the, and the type of things that our, our staff is able, to, the type of things we're able to do together yes. uh, beyond just this podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about uh, how we are taking our kind of informal apprenticeship, the bread and butter of what we do really, which is if you are in college right now or you're out there and you're thinking, man, I'd really love some preliminary kind of base, mentoring, practical experience, we have these apprenticeships that we do in our local churches, and I'm excited about this season of the Bonhoeffer House, taking these apprenticeships, uh, creating a more formal, transferable guide that we can hand out to our partner churches and say, this is how you do it, let's build these apprenticeships. Let's get, I want to have six or nine apprentices in each of our regions, Yeah, you know, Richmond, Roanoke, and the New River Valley. So I'm excited about that in the next year or two, building that out. I'm excited about our church planting residency. We just kicked off with our friend Reed Monahan and our friends at the Harbor Network. Yeah. We're doing this, this uh, awesome church planting residency with four guys uh, here in the New River Valley and the Roanoke Valley. I'm hoping as we raise funds that we'll be able to to expand what we're doing with these residencies so it's not just right in our little corner of Southwest Virginia but we can do this in Richmond and Roanoke mm-hmm. and in the New River Valley every 2 years. I mean these are the things I'm excited about. We're yep. looking forward to raising funds. Yeah. It's lo- been
1: it was it's been fun the last few days prepping, you know, content that we're sending out today and this week with um, for our end of year giving campaign just to read and hear the impact of the house on the house family it has been so powerful and such a good reminder of the kingdom work that God has given us the privilege to do through the Bonhoeffer house, you know, and That's right. we're excited for, for friends to, friendos to join us.
0: Yeah. We just watched over the video this morning that we, we, we reached out to some of our friends who've either been through the Bonhoeffer mm-hmm. house or worked with us on different projects to share, you know, what, what they like about the, what they love about the Bonhoeffer house, what yeah. they think makes us unique. And man, it was so encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. It was It So encouraging to watch and to just see the way that, that the Lord has used, uh, even just, our, you know, meager efforts mm-hmm. these past uh, nine years yeah, since so we you'll, started. so
1: you'll be able to see that video on our social media, and you'll get an email. And if you don't get an email, send us an email and let us know you want on, in on our email list.
0: That's right. Yeah. You can uh, email info at BonhoefferHouse.com and ask to subscribe. And so, yeah, looking forward to that. And we have some really phenomenal church partners that provide yeah. about 25% of our annual need. And then we've got, um, when some churches make up more than that on just kind of random giving, end of the year giving, and then most of our support, most of our kind of budget comes from just ministry partners, individuals, businesses, foundations that that give us money to help us do what we do. And so we're so thankful that we've had a good, good amount of matching funds put up front of people that said, hey, we want to help make this happen. And so we're going to pledge some money. Uh, that you guys need to get out there and hustle and match. And so, if you're listening and you're you're interested, please check out our website bonhofferhouse.com/slash/give. Give, Give right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It'll be in the show notes. I so think it'll be, on be on there.
2: Campaign.
0: Yeah. BonhoefferHouse.com slash giving we'll, we'll link it in the show. notes. We'll link it in the show notes. Don't trust us. <laughs> trust the show. Notes. They both looked at me. What will slash what? What will it be? It'll be on the. It'll, it'll be, be on the, the show notes. Man. Well, friendos, we're so glad you're joining us here on the Hammer and Quill as we look at theological method, how to do theology. You know, this content today is from one of my favorite lectures I give every fall. We offer a theology and culture elective through Southeastern Seminary uh, here in Roanoke in the Roanoke area f- through the Bonhoeffer House, and I teach that class. And it's one of my favorite lectures because I really think it matters so much. Um, Partly because in any age it would matter, yeah. it would matter how to think theologically, how to do theology. But, but I think we've largely lost the art of theological vision. Uh, so I've taken my lecture notes, I've chopped it up into a series of questions here for a couple of reasons. Rather than just kind of reading through my lectures, which is what I originally planned to do, I, I, I just I like the sound of my voice, but I'm I'm sure that it'll be better listening for you. If we if we discuss this, if we have a conversation about this, mm. uh, and also I want to model how to do theology. So, mm. so this is a conversation that is a kind of um, hopefully a, a conversation that would help model, help sort of provide an imitative picture of doing theology. Uh, now, I am Frenno going to make an essay that I have written with more detail, kind of the the beefier um, lecture notes essay available through. Probably the Bonhoeffer House website. We'll have links in the show notes. I've, I've started a substack. Yeah. Ooh. You're going to be- become a Christian influencer. I am doing my best. <laughs> it, did the
1: word blog lose its cool?
0: Yeah. Blog is so not cool, Holly. <gasps> oh, oh, my gosh. I had a
1: blog back in the we, day. <laughs> <we>
0: boring. Boring. <laughs> Wait, what's it called? Angel to God? No, that was my
1: screen name. Okay. Farmer
0: Takes a (laughs) Wife. Farmer Takes a Wife.
1: Cowboy Boots with No Mud was my second. What's going to be your line? Wait, wait,
2: wait. Which which one is the real one?
1: It was farmertakesawife.blogspot.com or something like that. And then underneath the Cowboy Boots with No Mud. Yeah, that was the... Which was so good. I was so proud of that.
2: Yeah,
0: so mine is actually (laughs) Cowboy Boots with No Mud also.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is it? (laughs)
0: No, really I'm still working it out. Worst. Hopefully, by the, the time worst. this podcast is released, I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm going with Fury yeah, in friendo, the house.
1: Friendos, We also have um, on our whiteboard oh, behind yeah.
0: us. House I'm workshopping o, this. House of Fury. House of Fury. Fury. Okay. That's H A U S. It's kind of a German Irish yeah. blend. Yeah. Um, House of Fury. House of Fury. Uh, right now, I'm I'm leaning toward Fury in the House. We need a poll. We need a way makes, to make a like a disruptive God, presence within the House. But it's also my last name. Yeah, it's like Spears of Influence is going to be my tagline.
1: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that
3: reminded of helping equip the Saints
0: with Spears of Influence. <laughs>
2: We figured it out. That was
1: it. Live, guys. I just want to show this to you. That Fury in the House. I'll never be able to restore. Uh, Corey in the House. Corey in the House. From, in the house. from Disney Junior. Yeah, I never did Disney,
0: Disney stuff. That's it's not as like a I protest. Would ever see yeah. If you, we do. just didn't have. Disney I never Fury would have thought of house. that. Yeah. Ever. yeah, it's the first thing that I came will. to mind. No, yep. no, sorry. forget it. Fury in the house, <laughs> uh, equipping the Saints with spears of influence
1: <laughs> and cowboy boots uh, with no mud. <laughs>
0: so, uh, so we'll, anyway, we'll be posting. You know, and Substack sorry. is like a grown-up blog. <laughs> I, I think know. it's like a yeah. a it's blog cool. slash newsletter where you can also l- put your podcast. Yeah. So we'll yeah. have links to the Hammer and Quill there. Our
1: friend Danny Truic. I'm about an it. Amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah, Danny Substack
0: Substack. You got to work on that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Danny has convinced me it's worth doing. Yeah. In contrast to our opinion of you getting back on Twitter, I am for yeah, I you starting a, a sub I am back on Twitter as well. Oh, and I may change my name to Theory in the House or <laughs> or Spears of Influence. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh. we'll post the more full. So this is just a conversation. We'll just kind of, you know, chop it up about doing theology and, uh, and then we'll post the, the deeper dive on the Substack. Awesome. And potentially also the Bonhoeffer House website. Show notes if you uh, want to click on it and read more in depth. Let's dive in. I want to start with this question. What, what is theology? How would you guys answer that?
1: The study of God. It's the study of, of the God that we believe in. And um, yeah, that, that's what the word means. That's Theo, what the word
2: means. Theologos,
1: Lagos, not logos.
0: <laughs> theologos. Well, I need to you know, be in some of our theological. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put Theos in, and logos yeah. is God and Greek. Uh, Greek. knowledge. Greek. Greek. Put me in Hebrew, where I'll learn theologos. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's I, what I knew the, what it meant. That's yeah. right. Yeah, if that's you you know, like if you've you know, bi- biology is the study of life. Biologos. Biologos. Yes. Bio logos. And uh, yeah, so so it means the study of God. What do you think, Mike? I feel like this
2: is a little bit cheating because I've taken this class multiple times. Yes, but you did. Yeah, and but I did in, you really pay and attention? I sit, <laughs> and I sit in on it with you. <laughs> I would have. So you're gonna steal my answer. I would have answered the same as Holly. Okay. I would have said theology proper is the study of God. Um, but I know I know that your definition has uh, and how all of reality fits together under His Lordship.
0: That's really good. That's so. a good definition. <laughs> That's So good. That's that. so so <laughs> so good um, you know I'm I am really in, sort of uh, influenced by by Kevin van Hooser and he defines theology and he's got this great great I actually recommend everybody reading this if you have access to first things um, there may be a PDF somewhere out there as well. We'll try to link to it in the show notes but he writes he wrote this um, letter a letter to an aspiring theologian in 2018 and he defines theology as the study of how to speak truly of god and of all things in relation to god. Mm. And so so what i'm doing with my definition of theology is i'm sort of taking him and taking uh john frame mm-hmm. and i'm i'm melding them together. And so that's right my my definition of theology is knowing god and how all reality fits together under his lordship. Mm-hmm. And so for me this is getting at the kind of Etymology of it of knowing God, uh, you know the the idea of studying God, uh, knowledge of God, but also that it we're we're also studying all of reality, mm-hmm. right? There's there's not it's not as though we we uh, set aside theology when we study other things. Mm-hmm. You know how does the world work? How does the human body work? What is you know what is a man or a woman? Those are theological questions. Mm-hmm. But also specifically how reality fits together under his lordship, that he exercises a kind of uh, divine authority that's also a lordly, covenantal sort of relationship with his people, that there's something here that, you know, he is the king of the cosmos who also gives himself to his people. And I'm trying to get at all of that with this definition. Mm -hmm. I think I did. Yeah. I I like it. I think I did. So, so that's so that's kind of the baseline. What is theology? Why do you think theology matters? Um, I was I was thinking about this
2: the other day when I was working on our um, our apprentice guide, and uh, I think one of the one of the big reasons you already alluded to um, is that if we uh, if we hold to the truth that god is the the creator uh the sustainer of the the universe then knowing who he is hmm. yeah um knowing his character knowing how he he operates uh matters because everything else flows out of his character his action his creative power his providence so like like you mentioned um we can't we can't do biology well without knowing god we can't do physics well we can't do uh philosophy well like all all of these things um fall under
0: our our theology so so there's kind of like a just a general general rule um that you're getting at which is that if we want to understand anything we need to first have a have a uh, sort of a foundation a um, of knowing who God is and how reality fits together under him and yep. his lordship so there's a sort of general you, you know you know before I row really hard, I should probably build my back up <laughs> you, <should, laughs> you should for probably, example yeah have a do have some a, good mornings and stretch and have warm a foundation up. Yeah. yeah yeah, as a matter of fact uh, when I told i've got I've got like now i've got my physical therapist on speed dial <laughs> it's like favorites on my phone, Jenny and then Ryan. Oh. Yeah. Um,
1: Ryan major friend of the yeah. Bonhoeffer house.
0: He Big is. time friend. Oh. And Ryan Ryan uh asked me so what happened? And I told him what happened and he's like, "Hey, so what is what have you been doing lately?" And I was like, "Well, not much. Like I I run every now and then. Sometimes I back squat really heavy." And he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "What?" And I said, "Yeah, I mean, I really haven't been working out all that much, but uh, a couple weeks ago I just did like, you know, four four um four rounds of four reps at a pretty heavy weight because I was working with somebody and they were doing that and he was like what you are doing is not good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go from not just because you he can lift you. it you just know, yeah just because
1: someone else around you I was is, like yeah but the other guy was doing it I
0: didn't want to take plates off the bar <laughs> yeah that would have been so, so I'm embarrassing str- I'm as strong as him yeah <laughs> I can. I'm as strong as my friend, and I will lift that weight. As
1: you're saying that, <laughs> with I'm walking around with
0: a walker. Right? <laughs> I'm There's strong. a. In other words, uh, we can break our back metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. If if we try to, you know, think well about other things in life, hmm. the things that matter. Yeah. Without having a base hmm. of who God is, and how reality fits together under His Lordship, what do you think, Holly? Why does theology matter?
1: Yeah, I think all of that, and just um, like we've talked about in our in our last little series about theological training, it matters what we know. Like, it matters for us to be able to communicate what we believe, and our theology okay. matters in that way. So that you know, I even think about um, my most full time ministry is in my home with my kids. Um, that's just where the Lord has me right now, and so. Knowing why I believe what I believe to answer the questions that they ask me, it matters. And it is like, it's kingdom work, and it is important mm. to have um, strong theology, gospel-centered biblical theology, so that we are all able, for our witness, for the Lord, to, to be able to communicate it.
0: I like that. So there's a witness, a missionary or missional kind of need, you know? Mm. How, how are we going to talk about Jesus if we don't know who Jesus was, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I think back to um, a conversation I had with uh, with someone that was rebuking me for uh, calling. This was back in my Roman Catholic days. Um, this is not to say that, that Roman Catholics are worse than evangelicals at knowing what they believe, but I was you having. You were worse. Uh, well, I wasn't. The person <laughs> I was taught. No, oh, I'm the okay. hero of the okay. story. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was talking about how Jesus was the firstborn of God. And they were like, no, he wasn't. He didn't take on flesh. I was like, wait, yes, he did. You know how I know? Because the Bible says he did. (laughs) That's the whole point. So so it really matters, you know, how can we tell others about Jesus if we... You know, if we if we don't know who he was mm-hmm. or is, how do we tell our kids? You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, theology matters for missions. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, I, I'll uh, I'll mention a couple more things that come to mind for me. One is, um, and this is kind of going back to what is theology and why does it matter. Um, just to agree with you, Michael, that I, you know, I was thinking about this conversation I had with a young man. Uh, at, at our church, who was frustrated that that we weren't doing more, you know there's when you're pastoring pe- people are always frustrated about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last few years has been probably more amplified mm-hmm. and often you know I would have conversations in the same day uh, with people frustrated <clears throat> at counterpoints. you know mm-hmm. we should be doing more, we should be doing less. We should require everyone to wear a mask. We should never cover our face because it's the glory of God. You know, there's just these, these sort of pressures. And uh, this person was frustrated about something that I, I actually thought was um, was a valid critique, right? You know, they essentially said, uh, I don't have time. We were trying to build a kind of theological reason for biblical justice. Mm-hmm. And even as an elder team, trying to think well about, well, what do we really think about uh, things like race and ethnicity and justice in the world, and uh, you know, the person was like, "Well, while you're twiddling your thumbs thinking about theology, we we're not doing anything." And that's really, they said, "You know, we should be applying the resurrection to how we interact with the world and in, in in ways of promoting justice." And I agreed with. Them. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good point, except for that that's a profoundly theological statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it requires the a kind of theological vision to even understand what that means. And, and unless we agree on things like the resurrection and what that means, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have a hard time agreeing on how do we apply justice in the world. And, and so, you know, I think it matters because when we're preoccupied with doing stuff, if those things are not founded on theological reasons, if we're not in agreement about uh, who God is and what that means for us, then we're going to have a hard time agreeing four steps down the line. Hmm. Uh, Another reason I think it matters now more than ever in the West is that we've lost a kind of theological consensus, uh, or another way to put it is we've been catechized into a a really kind of a godless world. As a matter of fact, I was watching Hmm. this commercial yesterday and I thought to myself, um, <laughs> this fifty years ago, this could never hmm. happen, but yeah. there was this commercial where the 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 one of the people thanked the universe for something good happening. You know the universe helped us out here. I don't even remember the commercial. I just was kind of walking by, I was watching football and it was on, and I just kind of walked by, and I was like, huh that's a that's a really theological statement. Uh-huh. Thank the universe. the universe really conspired to help us. uh-huh." Well, I mean, that that makes sense to most people now, because uh, we've we've kind of emptied God out of our conception of how the world works, or, as Charles Taylor puts it, our social imaginary. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so we're starting from a place of uh, a lack of God's interaction with the world, right? So if we're talking with people, and this matters for mission, because if we're talking with people who think, well, yeah, sure, the universe could kind of help me out here. Uh, they may pray because most people pray, especially when things are going things bad. Are things are going <laughs> bad, and uh, but their prayer may be a kind of to whoever's out there mm-hmm. or to the universe. Mm-hmm. They may think of prayer as a kind of manifestation. Th- these things matter, like, mm-hmm. and we can talk about hey, uh, like Paul does in First or in Acts 17 mm-hmm. when he's walking around Athens and he says, "I can tell that you're religious." Hmm. Yeah, because you pray to the. Uh, the God, with known, God yeah. Yeah, with known knowledge, the unknown God, but who you pray to is unknown. I'm going to declare to you is known, right? I can tell you about this God. He's revealed himself. So theology matters because in terms of mission, like you said, Holly, and even in, in our own thinking and, and within the church, if we want to be unified, we're not just unified because yes. yeah. of unity's sake. We're unified around the gospel. We're unified around Christ, in and through Christ, and, and so we need to know who he is and how that works. So how do we do theology? Like, this is really what we're talking about, okay? So it's important, but how do we learn it? How do we do it? Mm. What do you guys think? What are some things, maybe I'll put it a different way, rather than just how do we do it, <laughs> what are some ways that you've learned theology?
1: Mm. Mm. Um, in community.
0: Oh, that's that's good. I, yeah. I affirm that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think about, you know, the first thing that popped into my mind, which we talked to Pam Um, last season too is Kalos the the um, what is even the tagline of Kalos it's wonderful it's how we learned
0: I don't know what the tagline is I know (laughs) Kalos is is. is a a women's theology women's
1: theology yeah. Training. Le- le- training. That's what. That's the word that I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, it's real training. catchy. Training. There we It's go. not <laughs> as
0: catchy as <laughs> equipping you with spears of influence.
1: <laughs> or cowboy, cowgirl boots with no mud. That's right. Not that mm. catchy. But yes, training. Sorry. Theological training um, in community with other women in our local church. That... Um,
0: this is an idea that our church in the Bonhoeffer House stole. We we plundered, yeah. we borrowed. Yeah. Without asking. Right. Yeah. From uh, Seven Mile Road Church in Boston. So just a shout out to them that they've they've got this thing they've been doing for probably at least a decade yeah. of uh, women's theology training in the church. And so we thought that's a good idea. We're gonna do the same thing and we're gonna call it the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and so I wanna make sure I'm citing my sources here. Yeah. You know, yeah. so
1: it was just it was really Um, powerful to tackle topics that have felt scary to tackle because I, as a woman had never been given, not, no, I won't say that. Not never been given. I'd never pursued, (laughs) I had never pursued it because it just wasn't, um, truly though, it wasn't available in our local church until this started. And so, um, yeah, Having a safe place to ask questions that maybe I felt like I should have known, especially being on staff at church, a leader in our church, but being able to ask questions, you know, such as what is catechesis, like we, like I asked in That's our right. last episode, mm. um, in community. What are counter
2: liturgy? Yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: that community is the big thing I think of. And the Bible. Okay, go ahead, Michael. Yeah.
0: Excellent. I throw, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Throw that in there. Yeah. And the Bible. <laughs> That's right.
1: We learned the Bible in community. I mean, okay. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> sometimes
0: we left unsaid what is most basic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, assuming that everyone will understand. Yes. Well, of course we mean the Bible, but it's good to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we learn our theology not first by reading Karl Barth, but by reading the Bible. Yes. Yeah. I might
2: be stepping on your toes a little bit but <laughs> it's fine I, I think I think the way that I've thought of this um...
0: you know can I just say like if you aren't going to say that some of the same things I'm going to say then I've really failed like That's, you've been in the Bonhoeffer for nine years you see yeah let's hope that you're stepping on my toes that is a great point alright I don't feel as bad and, about and it and I've it got anymore. these cowgirl boots with no mud <laughs> on, my, on my feet and so just be careful not to get mud on them
2: oh I thought you were going to say they need some mud so go ahead and step on my toes um I, I think of, I think of a question like this as, um, in internal and external. Mm. So, uh, externally I, I do theology. I receive, uh, my theology from the word of God, um, and from trusted men and women in, in the church. So that, that could be, you know, local church friendships with, with you, with Holly, um, learning from each other, that could also be from saints who have written written books or preached sermons, um, and then internally from uh, my own study, in, empowered and and uh, informed by the Spirit of God. Um, so as I'm as I'm reading the scriptures, as I'm thinking about the world, uh, as I'm even reading you know books or or hearing sermons. The, the spirit of God is at work in internally uh, with with my God-given reason um, and my my god-given experience to help shape my understanding of who God is so in internal and external is kind of the way the way I've thought about it
0: that's good that's good yeah i'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and so I I've got this method I've been working on that sort of sums up what what we do in the Bonhoeffer house and, and how we sort of try to do theology together. And so I'm going to lay it out here. And this is, again, is going to be in the sub stack. Fury into house. Can I can I make a duh house? <laughs> no. With like graffiti letters? I can. <laughs> you can if you want.
1: We won't back Should you. Should you?
0: Is it? Yeah, all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Thank That's you. right. <laughs> all right, fine fury in the house. So so I've got a, a kind of three overlapping, integrating um, circles, okay? That's how I think. Basically, all of life is three inner, you know, <laughs> integrating circles. Yeah, the trinity. The trinity. <laughs> There's a reason for this, okay? So, and, and I do, I'm very much in debt to John Frame. Mm -hmm. So I took theology with John Frame at RTS before I went to Southeastern, and um, I find his work persuasive, Mm -hmm. Um, and John Frame and his... Really, everything he does is triads. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite, you know, if you read him, if he ever has something that's not a triad, he'll, like, apologize for it in the footnotes, (laughs) or he'll say, I tried my best to make this a triad, but I couldn't couldn't break it from four to three. Mm-hmm. So it might not be right. <laughs> One of these four probably has to go. Uh, his his um, his triad for epistemology or how we know stuff, mm-hmm. uh, how we know things is normative, situational, and existential. And so for normative, I, I've I, I've got these three broken down as canonical for normal or normative, communal for situational and spiritual for existential mm-hmm. what I mean is canonical let's start there. I'm using canonical rather than scriptural which that could work and then I could make my I was really trying to go for alliteration yeah and I just didn't but I could but I didn't yeah and the reason I went canonical rather than scriptural is is because I'm trying to combat something that I think is common. And, and the more that I, I pay attention, I shouldn't pay attention on Twitter and Instagram to these types of things. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok, but I'm sure it's there. As a matter of fact, I'm Get like- Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn, TikTokers. <laughs> uh, they, of course, this predates social media, but this whole idea of um, proof texting, taking- and Now, scriptures, we, we do have to proof text to a certain degree. In other words, uh, the Bible does—you know, when I say that I think theology is is knowing God and how all of reality fits together under his lordship, I am taking 1 Corinthians 10.31, and I'm saying, all right, what's Paul doing here in 1 Corinthians 10.31 when he says, whether you eat or you drink, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God? He's, he's trying to help the Corinthian church— do theology, think theologically, think about how all of reality, like I'm taking this verse and I'm not, I'm not, I want to make sure that I'm not taking it out of context, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'm also not trying to explain the whole context. I'm not saying, hey, let me tell you everything that's going on in Corinth. I'm just saying, look, this verse works really well to help explain what I'm doing here. But if that's all we think about the Bible as, mm-hmm. and, and often that is, you know, it's, it's B-I-B-L-E.
1: That's the book for me.
0: That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why are you guys no. looking at me? because you have that fun, chimey response. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that.
3: Thank
0: you, Just curious if you were going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, we thought there might be I more,
3: stand
0: right? Up so, B I B L E means basic instructions before leaving Earth. Oh, it, oh right, I, I thought you were going for the song. no, that's a two. Okay. That's Never. all right. Why well, I didn't grow up in the church, <laughs> so I didn't really know either of those things, but but sometimes we can turn the bible into a kind of an encyclopedia of mm. data on god or you know justification for the things i believe or want to do mm-hmm. and so canonical to me helps us to think about this as an entire revelation that this is a progressive revelation this is 66 books that work together that it's not meant to be mm-hmm. sort of pulled yeah. ripped out of context to support the things that we believe, but actually we need to look at how the whole story
3: mm-hmm.
0: unveils. Mm-hmm. I think canonical helps to highlight the importance of inspiration, of authority, and of unity especially. Mm-hmm. that the, This isn't just a bunch of sayings. It's yeah. not like the sayings of Confucius, that mm-hmm. we can just sort of, oh, this one works, and I'll... I'll tattoo this one or whatever. This is like it, this is a one story unified together. So when we when we grab something like 1 Corinthians ten thirty one like I'm doing, mm-hmm. I need to make sure I understand what's happening in Corinth. I need to read canonically. I need to understand uh, how this fits in the whole story. Mm-hmm. And so canonical for me recovers authority. It recovers inspiration and uh, and unity. And you know, when I say recover, I, I really, it's not as though those things have been lost. I just mean from the popular understanding of the scriptures as just something I can mm. pull out of and, yeah. in, in you know, tattoo, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's right. You know, which means that make I can this m- make this basketball shot because Christ is in me.
1: Or do a rowing machine Without when it. you hadn't worked out in the little
0: This loud. is not the time for <laughs> rebuke. That time has passed. I
1: thought this was a conversation. Not.
0: <laughs> and canonical, back back on track here, uh, canonical as the normative perspective helps us to see that the Bible, the scriptures, the whole scriptures are our, our norming norm, mm-hmm. uh, the, the kind of fundamental principle of theology, our source, right? This is where we start. Now, I'm a Sola Scriptura guy, but Sola Scriptura... Is from the Reformation. It doesn't mean that we don't we don't think theologically in any other context. It just means that the Scriptures alone are our our norming norm. They they help give yeah. give shape to everything else we believe. They alone are our fundamental principle of theology. So canonical. Uh, the next one is communal. Communal. Now think about it like a uh, funnel. All right. So so when I say communal, I'm trying to get at this is more than just. Um, your own local church mm-hmm. by the way uh, one of the you know another get off my lawn it's not just take ripping Bible passages out of context to support theological statements but also doing theology alone mm-hmm. um, thinking that I've kind of come I've, I've discovered something new or I've I've got the I've discovered this thing that I need to you know tell everybody about and make them sort of do what I say, but really, we we should be learning the Bible like Holly said in community. So, so communal for me. I'm trying to get at this idea of uh, we're beginning with this broad sort of mere Christianity. Mm-hmm. What what Richard Baxter and then C.S. Lewis called mere Christianity, and this is what we would say is the kind of the councils and the creeds of the early church. Mm-hmm. So we'd say, hey, listen, if you believe in the Apostles' Creed, you're probably a Christian. <laughs> you know, this is this is sort of the broad. We're learning in the in the, in the broad broadness goes both historically and globally. So we we learn in the community of 2,000 years of history, and brothers and sisters in East Asia and North Africa, and, you know...
2: Across time, across cultures.
0: And on the other side of the train tracks, right? The the whole idea is this is cross-time, cross-cultural community of God. Then we get a little more narrow where where I would call this ecclesial. Uh, This is where you know, we're learning within our sort of church traditions. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I can't read Presbyterians, but I'm learning in the context of Baptists because I believe that they're right, (laughs) Uh, because that's my community of faith. And so... So we're narrowing a bit and saying, all right, well, um, our theology is developed also within our kind of church traditions. And then we narrow it even more to our particular local church. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we're thinking about um, our brothers and sisters in our con- in our congregations. This is where like we're even doing theology, answering specific questions from specific people in our specific context. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I've got uh, friends who are saying, "Hey, why why are all my friends getting pregnant?" And we're trying and we can't. Mm-hmm. You know, does God hate us? Hmm. That's a theological question in mm-hmm. a theological context within a community that demands an answer, and the answer is no. Mm. The answer is no. So uh, communal, canonical, and then the, finally the spiritual. And the spiritual for me, oh, by the way, co- uh, communal is the situational perspective, you know, the the context in which I find myself, who am I around, where am I? And then the existential is spiritual. And what I want to get at with that is we cannot do theology without the Holy Spirit, Yeah. The Holy Spirit regenerates us is when, you know, what Jesus is talking about in John 3, uh, that really we have to, we're thinking with kind of fleshly minds unless the Holy Spirit has regenerated us. Mm -hmm. And then we have access to the same Spirit who inspired the scriptures. And then we also, uh, I I think about renewal, that the Holy Spirit renews our mind. The Holy Spirit uh, uh, sort of throughout, you know, helps us with the understanding of the scriptures, helps us with sort of living in peace with our brothers and sisters within our community so that we can do theology so canonical communal and spiritual because spiritual Cause spiritual it's like sphere mm-hmm. sphere so let's close our time by by asking and I think this is an important question um, yeah. what is the aim what's the goal of of being maybe more having a more robust theology or theological vision what's the aim of this what do you guys think
1: I mean, I just always go back to the knowledge of God. A greater knowledge of God leads to a greater love of God. And that's the goal. The goal is for his glory. Um, yeah, to, to love God deeper so that his glory is made known through us. Just to say it super simply.
2: That's great. Yeah, I, I think the great the great command and the great commission. Hmm. So to to love God with all of our heart mind and strength and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And in order to do that, we, like Holly just said, we have to, we have to know who God is. If we're going to be, um, if we're going to be people who love the Lord with everything we have, we have to know him. Um, and then if we're going to be people who love our neighbors, yeah. we have to know what, what love looks like. Yeah. We have hmm. to know how, how God demonstrates love and and then invites us to do the same um, so all all of that hmm. depends upon uh
0: theology to some degree that's good. I agree with those you know the aim in the end really is love um you know i was I think you know when you guys were talking, I was thinking about how there's certain there are certain parts of humans in my life, my wife, my kids, my friends, that I'll never know. I don't have access to everything. Hmm. They'll never even know. Right. There's there, you know, there are certain unknown parts of my own soul to myself that only God knows. Hmm. But I can't love, you know, the love I have for for the people in my life drives me to know them more. It's like it reciprocates. It mm-hmm. they sort of build on each other. The more I know, the more I love and the more I love, the more I want to know and the more I seek out. And so we want the same thing with our love and knowledge of God, that these would uh, that these would build on each other and reciprocate so that we wouldn't become like, um, you know, letter of the law and not spirit of the law people, you know, where we just sort of know a lot of information about God. That's what I love about knowing God. Mm. We're studying God. We're not studying about God. Mm. We're not yeah. knowing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just how much stuff do you have crammed into your brain about God, but knowing God. When mm-hmm. we know God, we want to love God more. I'll throw a couple out there that that uh, as we close, that are important to me. One is um, is really that that we would develop within ourselves and the communities in which we lead, Right, so I, so you know, in my mind, I'm thinking about our local churches, but it could, this could be Holly with her kids, right? This could be, you know, uh, friendos out there with your families or your friend groups where you have a place mm-hmm. of leadership. Um, I really, really want one of the aims of doing theology in my mind is that we would develop a theological instinct. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is something I'm borrowing from T.F. Torrance. He, he, and this is footnoted in the uh, in the Substack essay, but. Um, you know, that, that a theological instinct is a kind of second nature way of looking at the world. And I do think this is what Paul's doing in Corinth, mm-hmm. or Romans, when he's saying, hey, you know, he's trying to work out how, does, how do the Jews and the Gentiles in this church get along together, and he's, it's all theology. He's like, hey, listen, you guys want to learn how to get along? He doesn't get, send him a list of practical ways to like, hey, maybe if you did this, and you listen to this, and you did... He's, he writes this beautiful, comprehensive the, theological letter that helps integrate who God is, who they are, how they relate to one another. And so I think what he's trying to do is help the Roman church and the Corinthian church have a theological instinct, uh, a, a sort of second nature way of looking at the world, a social imaginary mm-hmm. in which God is lord overall and things fit together under his lordship. And so I I I think that is an aim. I want to aim at I want to aim at developing in my own self so that as I look at the world I have a theological instinct and in my in my church, and my family, an instinct to think theologically,
3: mm.
0: and I'll mention one more thing. And, and I, and and again, I, this is kind of uh, maybe more of an abstract goal for me, but it's that we would have happy theologians. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm borrowing from Karl Barth, who I don't read much, but I, you know, I don't really read his theology, but I like reading his his kind of essays on on ministry or on Christian education. And so, um, you know, he, he talks about um, aiming for a theologian who would be a pleased or satisfied man, mm. if not always on the surface, then all, all the same deep within. Mm. To be satisfied in the good old sense of this word means to have found sufficiency in something. In other words, uh, I don't want kind of cranky, Get off my lawn, theologians. <laughs> we have enough of those. <laughs>
2: are you calling yourself out? <laughs> I, I do think to to this point, uh, this this comes back to what you're saying about theology has to be done in the spirit. Because if hmm. if you are not doing theology as a as a regenerate Christian, if you're not doing theology as someone who is growing and bearing the fruit of the spirit, then then your theology is not going to be marked by joy. Yeah. That's or right. Peace or yeah. patience, it's,
0: marked by joy.
2: Yeah. Mm. Can I also come back to uh, your point about the theological instinct? Yeah. I think I think when I first heard that, it can it can sound like this intimidating thing. But but the more mm. I thought about it, it's like we do this. I we, love that. We love do this with our uh, our spouses, with our friends, with, like anybody who we have gotten to know over a long period of time and gotten to know well you you do develop an instinct for like uh oh this this is how this person would respond mm-hmm. in this situation or like oh this they're going to lo- they would love this this joke they would love this food they you know you start to develop this understanding of who they are that that comes naturally of like you know i take a bite of a really good uh sandwich and i'm like oh, emily would emily would love this mm-hmm. or i hear this joke and i'm like oh man seth would think this is hilarious like you you develop this naturally as you get to know someone and so i think what what might sound scary on the surface is like man the more we get to know god through his word through through community in the spirit the more that will happen where oh this this is how uh god would would answer um this question that i have uh through his word this is um, this is what the Spirit of God says to this doubt that I have.
0: Uh, it, it comes as we get to know Him. That is precisely what I'm <laughs> saying. That is whatever we love and we think about all the time, and we give our attention to, and we and we and we tell stories about, and we live with. We develop an instinct, a second nature, to think like that, mm-hmm. right? And this could be like sports teams. This, I mean, mm-hmm. this could be a, your favorite band. This, you know, you could just you could just think. You, your your theological instinct your your instinct could be um, Taylor Swift or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean that's exactly right. This is mm. this is and it's important. It's important because in our world, uh, even within our churches, our churches are characterized probably more by pragmatics. You know, pragmatism what works, what keeps people coming, what you know, what fills the pews, what keeps the budget in a place where I I still have a job if I'm a pastor. And we want to develop satisfied theologians who love the Lord, love their neighbor, know what that means, and have a have a kind of second nature instinct. You know, uh, I was thinking about, um, I always think it's funny when p- different people will quote uh, these two different quotes, and they're really at war with each other, but, uh, but A.W. Tozer, <laughs> who says, the most important thing about you is what you think about God. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then C.S. Lewis, who says, I recently, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. I recently read... That the, that the someone said, and I, I wonder if he he might he might have been reading Tozer. They might be like directly <laughs> like responding was, right? to <laughs> each other. I'm assuming he was. This is the Tozer versus Lewis battle. Lewis says uh, with their spears of influence. <laughs> 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 he said, I, "I read someone say the most important thing about you is what you think about God. By God, no. Yeah, the most important thing is what God thinks about you. Mm. Well." We're not going to equip them with their spears of influence and let them battle it out. <laughs> you know, this isn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be either or. Whenever people quote one or the other, I'm always like, I'm with you, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> because really, these are both profoundly theological statements. Mm. They both require a theological instinct, and they both matter, right? Theology matters. We're, and, and and here's the reality. We're all theologians. It's only a matter of whether we're good ones or bad ones. Mm -hmm. And so I really do hope and pray that our our Bonhoeffer House folks are are sent out with a theological instinct, that they're sent out satisfied, joyful theologians, ready to lead congregations, communities, families, friends, to develop a theological vision for engaging the world. In future episodes, we're going to apply a theological vision one in which we discern through the canonical scriptures the community of God and the empowering of the Holy Spirit, how all of life fits together under God's lordship, uh, to different spheres of life and models of cultural engagement. And we hope you join us and others, and invite others to join us along the ride too. But before we close out, we were going to close with one of our new segments.
1: Yeah, just to remind everyone, we have two new segments. This. Um, season the first one like we've mentioned before get off my lawn which um, is terrifying for me, but we're going to take a break you from that You put me on one. the
0: spot know, with that first episode and then I could tell you regretted I it immediately. I was so regret-
1: I mean, we talked about it afterward. I was like, can we re-listen? Can we re-listen can we, and delete it? <laughs> it? Made me so nervous, but we're going to- People are
0: going to know how mean you are, Jesse.
1: <laughs> right before I end up your giving campaign. You
0: are really? not a joyful theologian. You're a grumpy old man <laughs> hobbling around with your walker. You, you you young whippersnappers get off my lawn she did call you grandpa in that yeah episode. that
1: was really <laughs>
0: anyway foreboding. we're not doing that today
1: um yeah we're not gonna do that one today but we will do our look and see which is where we talk about beautiful things in the world and recommend things we've read watched or listened to michael do you have a look and see
2: yeah i'll give us our look and see for this week you may have noticed if you listen to uh, our intro for season three that we have a new closing song yes. uh something beautiful for you to listen to. Um, our friend, Harbor Network friend, Ronnie Martin, is giving us permission to use his song Sing Among the Branches as our new outro music. Um, Ronnie, like I said, is a, a Harbor Network pastor and, and kind of a jack-of-all-trades. Um, he is a musician, a speaker. Uh, he it, Back in the day, uh, he went by Joy Electric, um in in the tooth and nail days if you if you i actually
0: listened to joy electric in my in my youth
2: i listened to a lot of tooth and nail bands but i i have to say i never made they were like maybe the
0: the least tooth and nail or or maybe the most different they had kind of that new wave yeah um you know
2: no clue what you guys are
0: talking about give them a listen spotify it up joy electric but but now
2: he's just he's just going by ronnie martin um and and he has a new album which is his
0: name he's going by (laughs) his he's going by his name but
2: if you're looking on spotify just ronnie martin um and he's got a new album with a really long title it's called from the womb of the morning the dew of your youth will be yours yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's like a jack of all trades ronnie
0: yeah he does everything.
2: He does everything.
1: He has he's, a new Advent book out, that's right? That's Right.
2: He's an author, so he's got a new Advent book, "The God Who Is With Us."
0: Ronnie, I'm not going to read that this year because I'm reading Hannah's book. In the battle of Advent books, Hannah wins. <laughs> oh. Wow. But next year, there's always next year. There's always
2: next year for you, Ronnie. <laughs> oh, and then it looks good though.
0: A, po- a podcaster as well. He is. He's. He's. He's even more accomplished than we are. I think. <laughs> He's on he's in a couple <laughs> podcasts. He's got he's in the Happy Rant with Ted Kluck and Barnabas Piper and I think he does a maybe a less less uh more occasional podcast with um Jared Wilson. Oh nice. On pastoring uh, mm. through Midwestern Baptist. Do you think the
1: Happy Rant is the absolute opposite of Get Off My Lawn? It feels you know, just entitled <laughs> feels <laughs> I don't I know. I think I would I, like the happy rant. I'm going to download it.
0: Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I, I do think there's there's a little, sometimes they have a little bit of a get off my lawn feel. Yeah. It's, um, yeah.
2: It's not yeah. a misnomer. Like, th- I think they're trying to be happy. Yeah. Like we all are. It's not like the whole thing is.
0: Yeah, they're is not just ranting. happy rant.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: So yeah, I you know maybe I, should,
3: maybe
1: I should maybe I should start
0: <laughs> just a separate podcast called Get Off My Lawn. Yeah. No, no, okay, let's close this out, Jesse. <laughs> the House me. of Fury. Get off the lawn of the House of Fury. Thank Shaking you. Shaking your walker. <laughs> Get over here and I'll wallop you with my tennis balls <laughs> on my walker. <laughs> Thank you, friendos, for listening to The Hammer and Quill Season 3, Episode 2. We hope you have a bit more of a vision for how to do theology or how to think theologically within your context. Tune in next time as we continue this conversation on cultural engagement. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow The Hammer and Quill on your favorite podcast app, and write us a quick review, letting us and others know how we're doing. This, this by the way, this helps spread the word. It helps get, get kind of puts us on the map. And so if you think it's worth listening to... Tap on that five stars. Okay, give us a review. Give us a review. We want more friendos out there. If you have any questions or ideas for future podcasts, please write in at info at Send us some look and sees and some, some uh,
2: suggestions for Get Off Jesse I don't Swan. even need su-
0: suggestions, <laughs> but send them in if you want me to rant. And make
1: sure to look for our end of your giving campaign information. That's right. That's right.
0: Check it out. Until next time. Peace. Peace. peace.